0: My power's back on, so I'm happy to welcome you back to Unprofessional. I'm Lex Friedman, and I'm joined, as always, by the incomparable Dave Whiskus. Hello, welcome back. Not the incomparables Dave Whiskus, but the incomparable Dave Whiskus. There, we do need to clarify. Yeah, I don't want to falsely advertise. And our uh, our guest, though, today has been on at least one episode of The
1: Incomparable. As and I is generally you can... incomparable. You yeah. know, no, I haven't. I actually haven't. You've I... never been on? It was the After Dark Oh uh, I, ca- I I'll I'll count it. I'll allow it. Yeah, well that great.
2: should count for me too. I was
0: on it. It's Guy English though. I want to make sure we say who it is. It's Guy mm. English. The guy English.
1: Canada's <laughs> Sing- own. Guy Canada's English.
2: guy English. Noted Canadian guy English.
1: Exactly. Hello fellas.
0: Am I pronouncing that right by the
2: way? <laughs> yeah, you
1: are, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people just go with Gee, but uh no, it's correctly it's Guy.
0: That's excellent. And it's a and strong name.
1: It's your real name, right? It sounds kind of fake. Yeah, I know. People think I'm just lying to them, I'm like outright trying to make fun of them. To you know, like but no, it's actually my real name.
0: I I like the name, guy. I like I like your whole name. I think it's cool. I think you're cool. I think it's great. So, <laughs> I hope you're not you shouldn't be as ashamed as I hear you are of your name. You should you should. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: I, I Yeah, I feel a terrible, crippling, debilitating shame. Like, <laughs> I can barely leave my house, lest somebody ask me what my name is. That's right. Lex. At least you, you have the option to leave your house. There was a time when <laughs> I, I barely... Did.
0: Oh, God. I was trying to segue. What happened? It was going okay. I knew where you were going with it. Uh, Why couldn't well- you leave your house? Well well you know the truth is I I could leave my house but there was just nowhere to go uh because I was as you may or may not know Dave and guy in the uh in my New Jersey home was right in the path of Hurricane Sandy or as I like to call her the colossal bitch that ruined everything um it's also my nickname for my mother no uh so ah oh, I'm getting She doesn't funny. listen does she? She doesn't listen. Okay. It's not true. If it were true I wouldn't say it. Right. Um it's true about my dad. But so uh yeah <laughs> It was great. So, I, I if you haven't, by the way, you can read all about my Hurricane Sandy experience in the uh, November eighth issue of the magazine. The magazine? The yeah, it's some app. I can't really say anything more about it without getting fired from MacWorld.
1: But <laughs> I, I can. It's awesome. Go buy it. It's an app from Marco Arment, and uh, it's about four articles every two weeks. And It's a yeah. buck, buck ninety nine in the App Store, and I wrote one in the initial issue, and. Lex is currently the, the the leader. He's got two articles in there,
0: right? And Man. so, no guy, yeah, you were like the lead article in the first issue, right? Oh, you
1: know, I don't want to name drop or anything, but yeah, you know. I... <laughs>
0: and
1: and Dave, when's your article running?
2: Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> <Someday>. Relax. <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: I oh, missed yeah. you so much. I know. I miss you, too. And it was <laughs> it was Sandy that kept us apart. We literally we skipped an episode. We, we used an old backfill episode of the show. Uh, from- yeah, because
2: normally we record a couple ahead, so we would have been fine if not for the fact that we had already used up our, our lead. Right. And then, yeah, so we
0: lost power for a full week,
2: uh, and then
0: it took three more days for the internet uh, and cable to come back. What was interesting was, you know, I, I had been commuting <laughs> I had work from home. So this was my commute. I had been commuting about 12 minutes away to my in-laws house cause they had internet. Uh, and I wanted to be able to get back to work for Macworld, having missed a week of work. And I kept calling the cable company to ask what the status was because 92% of my town had their cable back. And, you know, we were, we were the 8%. And when I called them yesterday, Uh, Let me try that again. When I called them earlier in the week, they said, it'll take us a month to get you back online. Now we know we're going to need a month. So I went to the Verizon store and I bought myself a little MiFi thing so that I could work out of my own house. And then as soon as I came home and got the MiFi set up, the the cable came back. So it was good.
1: Yeah, it's always the way. But I got to tell you, Sandy,
0: and now we had the snowstorm here and I got trees down in my front yard. I got trees down in my backyard. It's pretty great.
1: You're you're a hot mess. Yes. Yes. When you say snowstorm, do you like what do you mean?
0: Well, they it was a nor'easter. Okay. They said that it was gonna be uh, a couple of inches and then it turned out to be a foot. Wow, uh, okay. okay. So, so
1: it's legitimately a snowstorm. Right.
0: Yeah. And it was I mean, and for me it's you know, it was early November, it's pre winter. So I feel like right. if you if you get anything more than half a foot to me it counts as a snowstorm if it's still in theory fall.
1: Right. Like we've still got some leaves on the trees here. Right. And sorry, just for the audience, I'm up in Montreal.
0: Now, do do you what do you consider a snowstorm? What's what's a Canadian snowstorm?
1: I, I give you full credit. If you get a foot of snow, that's that counts. You know, thing with us is it just tends to accumulate. Like I think yours tends to melt after a bit. Like during the winter for us, we will regularly have these sort of snow piles on the sides of the street that are right. five feet tall, kind of thing. Like we've got these little tanks, <laughs> like little uh, tank treaded things with a scoop on them that just run up and down the uh, sidewalks, clearing the snow into the street. So that we, sounds yeah, awesome. it's it's pretty cool. Like when you see these guys in action, it's pretty impressive the amount of equipment and uh, sort of the precision that they're able to manage that much snowfall with. If they pay. also
2: transformed into giant robots, they'd be perfect. If that's your thing,
1: sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> By the way, I have seen at least one of those videos. I mean, oh, the, 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 <laughs> I've, I've seen one of those. Videos. One of those videos. <laughs> one of those videos. Eh? One of those yeah. videos. <laughs> I've seen the transformer. <laughs> One of those. Seen, things, I think the first Transformers. Maybe, but maybe two. If I think there's three, I think I've seen two.
1: You know what? I've seen all three of them, and I hate them. they <laughs> like every minute is totally painful to me, they're and terrible. I don't know why I keep. I don't know why I watch them. It's like a the endorphins I get from being really angry at something. I suppose just kind of <laughs>
2: <laughs> the same
1: reasons you would watch Indiana Jones for. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what unprofessional is about. <laughs> So, but, so, so your family had a bit of a, I mean, you got a, what, you got like 20 kids, three wives yeah. kind of thing. Like you're, <laughs> I, me family? and Mitt Romney
0: both. No, mm-hmm. I, uh, I have one wife that I know of and three kids. Um, and it was, you know, the thing that we did, you know, last year we had a hurricane warning Irene mm-hmm. and we believed it. And so we told the kids, we're going down to the basement because the, you know, the storm's going to be really strong and it could maybe break a window or something and, you know, or maybe whatever. And so they were scared shitless. So this time we just said, we're (laughs) going to camp out in the basement. (laughs) And and they loved that. It was like sleepovers and mom and dad were there and we got to be in the fun basement. And so we had tents set up
1: for them, which made it even sillier. That just kind of makes it sound kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what they thought. We, I mean. Were Were you able to
1: go with that? Like, oh yeah we, oh, okay mean, <laughs> like you weren't nervous like you two were like okay hey, things are going to be fine so let's not panic well your I job was... as a
0: parent is to lie to your children i was concerned <laughs> about the power situation because when right. they say i mean i will tell you that i did not at all correctly anticipate what it means to have the paragraph for a week you think well the power's going out for a week right. we'll stock up and we'll have we'll make sure we have a lot of cold food and it'll be fine but in mm. fact it was like uh i didn't think about the fact that the boiler the furnace would shut off because even though it's you know it uses natural gas it also has a motor that plugs in yeah it's and like the so last yeah the
1: weird little last things that you never think about the, it
0: it got really cold and that was the worst part i mean it's annoying to be in the dark and it's annoying to not be able to use anything but it's i mean a 55 degree house is too cold for me i don't know what you guys use a set on that that's fahrenheit by the way so good luck but <laughs> i don't know what
2: you guys do in montreal but 55 is too cold here uh, I assume that you were doing it March of the Penguin style, where you and your kids, you'd just like rotate who was on the inside of the huddle. It's 12.78 <laughs> Celsius. I, by ju-
1: the way. I just typed the exact same thing into Google that you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cold. That's way too cold. You don't to I was like,
0: day. man, it's not even 13 up in here. And my wife says, what are you talking about?
1: That didn't happen. No, you can't. Yeah, that kind of cold you don't want to be living in. It's just, right. you know. So, it, you know, we we survived. We
0: I mean, we ended up we had a vacation scheduled for the week after the storm and we moved it up a week. So we escaped (laughs) to a place that had power and heat after, I mean, we spent three, four days in the cold house. And then I just, I said, this is horrible. It was the, the coldest night that we had had since the power gone out. I just kept waking up one because I was cold and two, because I was nervous about our kids. If I, in retrospect, I decided what we should have done is I should have gone, uh, I should, the, I should have gone into the bed with one of my kids and we should have put the other two in the bed with, my wife so that everybody would be sort of huddling together and have other persons penguin style yeah. have, which I think is that song that that guy <laughs> did in Korea and uh, we didn't uh, we I didn't think of that then, but I think I was too cold to think of it but I just kept checking on them and I was worried about them and like are they going to be blue when they wake up and it was
1: yeah no, I horrible. didn't like it
0: I don't recommend it do you have storm living experience guy uh, Are you a survivor well we get it a survivor.
1: Yeah, not, I, you know what I'm not actually a survivor I'm kind of but I do have a bit of a story about that um Years ago, like this was 98, I think, we had a massive ice storm up here, which is, for those who don't know, when the temperatures around a certain point are freezing, which is most properly known as zero degrees Celsius, (laughs) (laughs) um, rain will fall but then sort of super cool as soon as it hits something like a tree branch or a power line or anything and form ice. So you'll get a bunch of ice, like it'll be rain, but it will be huge ice buildup on the roads and on everything. And eventually the ice weighs so much that it will just bring down a tree or a power line. And so in 98, we had like a series, like there was like three or four days of just this constant freezing rain coming down that took out most of the power grid, like all of, you know, those big sort of transformer tower, or whatever they call transmission towers.
0: Transformers. They turn into
1: trucks, right? They, exactly. It's a, it's a tower that turns into a truck. Uh, those transmission towers that go from, well, we have hydro dams, but they go all the way from up north to where the dams are down here. And they just got so covered in ice that they collapsed. And these are huge structures. Um. So, yeah, basically they're, 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 the place was a whole mess. It was apparently, because I just looked it up on Wikipedia, it was a, this was kind of funny. It's the largest deployment of Canadian troops since the Korean War. <laughs> 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 Taking care of all the branches and like cutting down the power lines and everything. So I, I, you know I feel kind of good about that at least. But so the, awesome. yeah. So the thing is, my apartment at the time was kind of close to a hospital, and I didn't lose power. And I don't know if it was just luck, or I don't know if it was because there was a some sort of. Uh, prioritization or some kind of hardened way to supply power to the, to the hospital. Um, but we didn't lose power. And I just started dating, uh, a, a new girlfriend. And it'd been like a couple of weeks, three, four weeks. Um, this is not the ex that you know, Dave. So, different diff, oh, okay. diff ex. I got a whole bunch I was of wondering. I got one ex for every story. <laughs> every, every girl gets one story and then that's it.
2: That, that's i'm kidding
1: but I, I, I just sorry i feel like such a <laughs> after saying that like and knowing that people are going to hear that and not just make a joke between us i feel really bad about saying that that's not what i <laughs> anyway um so her parents were doing Lex's thing like they were freezing their asses off for three or four days um they ran out of wood to burn because they actually had a fireplace uh and they were just huddled under a blanket at their home for days. And eventually it's like, well, no, they should just come and stay with me because I've got power. And my girl <laughs> wow. like, so I've been dating her for like three weeks and the parents move in. And that is an experience awkward. that is a little, yeah, a little bit awkward, a little bit. Awkward. And the dad knows it and and loves playing it. Like he would do that. You know, the thing where you take two fingers <laughs> and you, you, you point to your eyes and then you point to somebody like I'm watching yeah. you. He would do that every time I would go into the bedroom. Like he would be on my couch basically trying to go to bed. I'm like, okay, good night. Do you need anything? No, it's good. And then you'd just be like, I'm watching you going into the other room with my daughter. Ah, it's just awkward. awkward Imagine awkward from scene. his side. <laughs> he loved it because he just knew that it was making me uncomfortable i don't think he cared at all like there was no he didn't he which is really probably what you would do in that situation exactly yeah yeah now that like yeah if the roles were reversed i'd totally be doing that it's, but you know you got to mess around with your kids but it was a little bit awkward so yeah i had them for like a week and a bit yeah. how did that end uh the the week not the relationship or both. <laughs> same you know, thing. It's a, actually, it's the same story. Um no, <laughs> the not. sun
2: came out. Sun, yeah.
1: <laughs> Eventually, the power came back on, and I think they wanted to get out of there sooner rather than later. So they just basically took off before. Like we didn't ask them to leave or anything. They just, I think they took off because they heard powers coming back in the neighborhood.
0: They heard. They heard guy fornicating with their daughter. Like, <laughs> getting at yeah. Him. Loudly. <laughs> well, is there any
2: other way? Yikes. Just the quiet way. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. See, so you, you're just a screw on a silencer. <laughs> I. That's horrible. What does that even and mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, it's probably <laughs> on Urban Dictionary.
1: Somebody look that up.
2: And if it's not, it should be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, but I can totally relate to the uh, to the lockdown mode.
2: See, so we don't really get nasty storm. Well, we get snow here, but it's it's Denver and. We have a lot of uh, sunshine, so mm-hmm. when it does snow, it's usually a day or two and the snow is gone. It was 72 degrees Fahrenheit
1: and sunny yesterday. What's that in English? Uh, eight, now, you know, I'll find two, I don't know. to yeah. 15? 15.
2: 15 to, it's warm. It's this, a nice day. This it's is like a perfect like weather.
1: thrilling listening for the, uh, for the unprofessional audience as we try to figure <laughs> out what's going on. It's twenty-two point two 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 degrees Celsius. Which is that's a nice day. Yeah, it's a great day. Yeah, it was beautiful outside. So is that, is that what'll happen? Like it'll dip cold overnight, kind of thing, and dump a bunch of snow on you, and then. Yeah, exactly.
2: We'll have. I mean, we've had some some nasty storms. We've had we've yeah. had some serious snow. Um, yeah. we've had times when
1: cars were buried
2: under four feet of snow, but nothing nothing that lasts more than a couple of days. Even a blizzard for us, it's kind of gone within a couple of days.
1: Are you guys equipped to deal with it? Like you have equipment.
2: Yeah, because we get um, we get a lot of snow. So early in the morning, after it snows, they have to go out and plow and everything. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it will build up and right. it'll cause problems and, and black ice on the roads. Uh, so all of the infrastructure. Other, oh, has to deal black with that.
0: ice on the roads! I totally misheard you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get <laughs> a mean, lot of black ice on the roads. I road? really yes, yeah, so like why,
0: why, why would that? It's the worst.
2: <laughs> now I understand. It's raining men. Continue. <laughs> so all what the infrastructure is designed for that. So it it works. It's the same stuff. If there's a blizzard, you just roll out the same. Right, uh, plows.
0: Yeah, I was actually very impressed here because we like we got this foot of snow overnight that wasn't even expected. But even by the time I woke up, the the roads were completely plowed, and you know all the all the it's New Jersey, so we have a lot of strip malls and a lot of you know just a lot of places to drive to and a lot of parking lots, and they all have their own plows, and they, everybody's parking lot is geared. Like you were talking about with those snowdrifts guy, you know mm-hmm. they. By the end of the winter, the, especially in these parking lots where they just keep making larger and larger piles of snow, it's right. ridiculous. Like, people will go to the Target's parking lot to sled down their giant man-made <laughs> snowdrift. That sounds fun. It is. I, I watch them. I mean, not the children. I watch. Never mind.
2: See, <laughs> if we had a storm like what you guys just had, I think I would die. I live in an apartment. I rarely drive anywhere and I never buy groceries. So, <laughs> how do you eat? Really? How do I Yeah, I live downtown. I'll just go eat.
1: Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. It always kind of amuses me when you see those, um, it seems like every year Seattle has a snowfall. It just so like totally overwhelms them. And you see people trying to drive around the, the hilly streets and just, they can't go anywhere. And they're just, like the cars are just sliding down, like comically piling into each other. I always feel kind of bad for those guys, but it always makes me laugh. <laughs> I I feel bad for them, but I'm also glad the uh, Denver, we're very flat. So
2: even when right. there's bad weather, you don't know, I mean, there's nothing to worry about.
1: Well, you're flatbed at like a super high elevation, right? Like how many?
2: Right, right. Yeah, we're well, a mile high.
1: Wow. <laughs> Especially
2: now that they legalize pot there. Zen? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so baked right now.
1: So wait, is that legal legal? <laughs> I didn't follow the, uh, the full details yes, that. it's
2: it's Well, it's not, not legal federally, but the <laughs> federal government never goes after people for uh, anything under an ounce. Okay. Like an ounce just isn't enough to get their attention. Uh, so the law was written so that an ounce is legal. Okay. Knowing that the gov- the federal government won't come after you for an ounce. And now it's perfectly legal, according to state law, to have an ounce. So you're you're pretty much fine. There's a lot of so wait, uh, you debate just, like, over exactly.
1: You could yeah, just we're, smoke a joint in the streets and nobody's going to, like, there's no trouble?
2: No, public use is still not legal. Okay. But you could, you could go to the store, uh, a particular store, like a specially licensed store. Uh, anybody over the age of 21 could go in, buy up to an ounce, and take it home and smoke it.
1: Okay, and you don't need to have one of those California-style medical dispensation nope. things? No.
0: Now, are you allowed to go to the store and buy an ounce and then go to another store and buy a second ounce? <laughs> or is it like, do they Probably. do the, Or Are they doing the uh, the, well, the law thing? Well, is about possession. Because I know, like, like with Sudafed, you show your license and they track how many times you're buying it because they want to make sure you're not using it to cook crystal meth. So, what? Well, Sudafed is an over-the-counter drug. Oh, oh but you right. can't you can't buy it. Over the you have to have them you have to show your license to get it now in the United States because they want to ensure that people aren't buying lots and lots of Sudafed to make illegal drugs. So I'm wondering, are they going to make you show your license when you get it and record it so that you can't buy more than X amount over a certain amount of time? I doubt it. <laughs> They're all going to be too high to care anyway.
2: Yeah. Well, we've in Denver we have we've we've we do the medical marijuana thing already, and we have we have more dispensaries than Starbucks locations. That's impressive. Really? So it's not—it's not like this is. The, I mean, there's already an infrastructure here for this. Huh. We're pretty well prepared. I have never used marijuana. What? I, really?
1: I, yeah. He's more of a straight coke guy.
0: <laughs> no, no, I've never, I've never smoked it, never consumed it in any form. I've just never done. It. I don't know that I've done any illegal drug, at least not knowingly.
2: Huh. Is that
0: something that you're, you know, you were a big fan of and you're excited to get back to legally?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't try it until I was 25. I was never, I didn't grow up smoking pot. I didn't, uh, Yeah, me neither. wasn't really my thing. And then I tried it and I'm like, well, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting.
1: And I just kind of left it at that. Yeah. So you never I went, mean, you never went through that like sort of baked phase.
2: No, oh God, no. I tried it. I did didn't. it for a while to help me sleep, but once I could sleep again, I stopped.
1: Huh. good tip <laughs>
2: there's a there's there's a little bit more to it than that i uh i smoked way too much one night and uh had like this crazy freak out panic attack and uh i thought i had murdered some people and I, I said maybe that wasn't a good idea to do anymore
1: so it's cool it's cool that this is legal now that's great that's, awesome. that's one of the
0: reasons that i didn't you know one of the reasons i didn't ever smoke it is because you know i felt like you can't since you can't go to the store and buy it you're trusting Rather, I would think irreputable sources as to, you know, the, the origin and the history of the marijuana that you're buying. And I don't want to get marijuana that's been laced with LSD or something else crazy and totally right. fuck my brain up. So I stayed away from it. I think if it were from, if I were ever going to have done it, it would have had to come from, you know, like a, a medical marijuana dispensary or a licensed pot
2: store in Colorado. When I tell people that I lived in Amsterdam, they always say, oh, I, oh that sounds odd. like, No, I didn't smoke. didn't smoke the whole time I was there.
1: Really? Yep. It's just not for me. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not actually a big pothead in any way, but I would think if you're in Amsterdam, you may as well. It's
0: it, funny. I was thinking about that know? about living in Canada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what you want, like real beer or something? Like, what's what's the Canadian equivalent? Of? <laughs> Do you guys have Foster's? No, we don't. <laughs> you know what? We got to make. We got to stop making fun of American beer because you guys actually have a lot of good beer now. Used to be all like watered down Bud Light garbage but apparently yeah.
2: apparently we're pretty good at beer here in colorado i'm not a beer drinker
1: so i don't know but i'm told yeah, i would totally believe that huh? so just from what Which i is, know of the culture
2: this is why we need to do the next singleton uh we need to do a singleton here
1: i would love to do a singleton in um new orleans really uh just for an excuse to go there yeah
2: well yeah i could get behind that
1: i was thinking mostly because of the illegal marijuana
2: thing do it here
1: oh that, see, that's. I just don't even think about that.
2: <laughs> it's a draw. I'm hoping my property value goes up.
1: You think? So explain Colorado to me. Is it is Denver mostly liberal and the rest is sort of conservative or what?
2: That's almost exactly it. Uh, Denver and Boulder are, are. Well, Boulder is extremely blue. Denver's a little purple, but the rest of the state is very red.
1: Okay. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. I mean, basically any. Uh, What's it called? Higher population zones tend to go go, go liberal. Right. You know, I just learned this
0: week that um, when they talk about blue states and red states, that that, those terms got used that way only starting in 2000. Yes. Before that, they would switch.
1: I I just heard that same thing this week, and I don't understand. That blew my mind. Do we we all get uh,
0: Dave Pell's thing? What's it called? His email? I guess not, since you guys are not weighing in with anything here. I don't know. I think I read the link. uh, I read it in. Next draft, Dave Pell's awesome email newsletter that he sends out once a day. I saw it on the Daily Show. Hang on one
2: second. Sorry. Oh, God. Hello. This is why we edit the show.
1: No, this is awesome. Leave this in.
2: This happens every time. There's always a, oh, phone's ringing. Oh, got to go talk to somebody. That's that's why we edit.
1: That's why we don't go live. (laughs) That's what I just said. It's super cute. Guess who's here?
0: It's funny, they're only allowed to knock on my office door if there's something really important, and the really important thing was the grandma's here. And I know the grandma's here because grandma has no power, and she came here because her house is cold.
1: How is the the region? Like, how's stuff going?
0: Well, you know, everybody, just about everybody got power back. There was one, uh, some of the hardest areas, at least by me, they were told they wouldn't get power back until around... uh, Hardest hit by you? Oh, (laughs) near you. Right. (laughs) Got it. Um... There were, You know, most people got their power back within uh, seven to 10 days. There were a few people who they told it's going to be like 15 to 21 days. I'm trying not to use the exact dates so that it doesn't get confusing if people are listening too far in the future. Right. But then they had the snowstorm, which I think some of the measures they had done to get power back on were stopgap. Yeah. And then they got this nor'easter coming through. So now, like my in-laws who had gotten power back before we did, um, they went off again. We lost power yesterday for, you know, under a minute, um, but they, you know, they lost power and it has not come back on again. So I think we're at one point where I am in New Jersey, they were, they were down to maybe 20,000 homes of that electricity, but now it's back up to 200 something thousand. So wow. they're having some trouble. And I,
2: I think that there are areas in New York it's even worse. So what do you do with all your time? If you can't be on the internet, you can't chat with me. Gosh, I, I got Like
0: when we, when we had our power back and couldn't get online it's they also a lot of the cell phone towers have been having trouble because they lost their power and some of them go on generators verizon was actually doing great but i don't have a verizon I O anything i have only the <laughs> i have only the um whatever uh at&t and so it's been terrible so i it's i when the power goes out and I had nothing to do was I kept thinking about, man, when the power comes back on, I'm going to write a really freaking good article about it. And then what I thought is, hey, if I write about this, I could write about it on my own site for free or I could write about it for Marco and get paid for it. And that seemed like the way smarter move. You don't get paid to do your site? but to, No. Between, <laughs> you know, my insur- my homeowner's insurance gave us $500 for all the food we lost. was so I called them and said, hey, we're not going to have power for a week. Will you pay to put us up in a hotel? And they said, no, but your food's all going to go bad, so we'll pay you for that. <laughs> and then when you combine <laughs> Who's your insurance the, company usaa oh fuck
2: those people Thank
0: and you. i love them actually but when you combine what usaa gave us with what marco pays which is 10 million dollars per article by the way um i feel like we probably made yeah. up for it
1: i i that so that piece i wrote for marco was the first thing i ever got paid to write wow really yeah
2: it was really it was, good
0: it was very good
1: thanks i'm not fishing for that I, i'm more like i just i I like the magazine. I like the idea. I think it's a very, we can't talk about it unless Lex gets fired. and starts Oh, you
2: can talk about it all you want. I can talk about it all I want.
1: Okay. So we just cut Lex out of the conversation. Anyway, no, no it's, it, it's it happens uh, a lot, but yeah, no, I loved, I particularly loved Lex's piece yesterday.
0: Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I was fishing for that, but so are you a regular writer guy? I mean, they said this is the first time you've been paid for writing, but is writing something that you do with?
1: It's something frequency? I really enjoy doing. Um, I write on my website when I can, which is pretty infrequently. And normally I only write something that I think other people haven't said mostly because I think people do, you, you know, there's a lot of smart people out there writing a lot of smart stuff and mostly things that come to my attention are most often dealt with in a way that I, I think is, that I agree with. Like, I don't think that, I don't think I have anything to add to the conversation most of the time, but every month or so, or a couple of months, I, I have something to say. And I, I got to say it. the it most was... recent post, at least as
0: we're speaking right now on kickingbear.com has one of the greatest first sentences I've read in a long time. It takes balls to strap yourself into the nose cone of a rocket that's aimed at the
1: moon. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> You oh, yeah, can't that not the... read the rest. Yeah. It was uh, Neil Armstrong. Right. And that was August. Was... So, wow, I'm kind of really behind, but whatever. I, I don't, I do it when it the, when it strikes me. And the piece that I wrote for uh the magazine was actually something that I had planned to write for my, my own blog before I did it. So here's the thing, Lex. I how do you how do you as a professional writer do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's like On a I, treadmill. I, yeah. So well what do you mean?
0: Um you're basically given an assignment,
1: right? And then you've got to go write about it.
0: Well, the, th- okay. the thing is I have the right job because, mm-hmm. I mean, I do get assigned things to write about sometimes. You know, if there's news and we've got to cover it or, or if there's, you know, some app that needs reviewing. Mm-hmm. But I have a tremendous amount of freedom at Macworld where I write about the things that I'm interested in writing about. Um, you know, uh, especially with if it's opinion pieces or if it's how-tos, I almost always pick the topic myself. And it's also, you know, I write for Macworld. I don't write for GenericTechnologyPublication.org because I care about Apple stuff and I get excited about the stuff that's in that world. Mm -hmm. So it's very rare that I write something that feels like a chore. I'm not going to say it never happens. You know, there's stuff... I I had to review a fitness product and then that review didn't even run because it had been erroneously assigned to another writer as well. (laughs) And it was just... Sometimes it's fun to review something that's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, You can feel guilty about it, but it's still just fun to... Is it tear parsing and to to sort of rip into it, man. Yeah. and it's fun to review stuff that's great because you can just sing the praises of it for hundreds of words at a time. When it's just mediocre stuff, that's what I find dull. Mm-hmm. The average stuff is is a little bit boring, and you know, I don't see a whole lot of average stuff. It's usually one extreme or the other, or at least close to it. But there was this just you know just a a Fitbit competitor that was just average, not at all mm-hmm. impressive, not terrible, and like that stuff is boring. And somebody asked me to write it, so I wrote it. Um, but I, I would say the you know, I picked a job where it's fun for me to do it. Like, I remember back when I had, uh, I guess, slightly nerdier. Well, I don't know if nerdier is right, since Macworld is pretty nerdy. But, but when I had, you know, a, an internet job where I was doing product work for websites, hmm. um, it felt like work. Uh, it was work, and that's okay. But I, you know, when I... I started freelancing for macworld because uh jason snell had tweeted about hey do you want to write a review write reviews of iphone apps and i was like yes that sounds fun and then i emailed the guy who he had said to email in his tweet this was you know a public tweet not something like mm. to me and um they're like yeah write reviews of iphone apps we won 200 words for 25 dollars and that was just totally useless and boring to me i thought <laughs> 200 words 25 dollars is not at all interesting but i did it anyway because it was fun and i was gonna say hey look i was published in macworld all right and then they kept giving me more assignments and bigger stories, bigger reviews. And that all was fun. So I was freelancing for them and f- doing it all weekend long and doing it on the nights. And then I also was writing for Macworld. Uh No, I was. Um, Had you
1: always been a writer? Like a, You a always enjoyed.
0: Yeah, I've yeah. always liked it. I mean, I never. I, you know, I, I didn't. Trying to think, you know, I had written a ton in high school and college of humor columns. I wrote a humor column every month in my student newspaper in high school, and I had one every other week in my college newspaper. And maybe it was every week, every week in the college newspaper. And I, you know, that's is the kind of stuff that I liked. And so I don't know. I just even writing papers, I kind of enjoyed in college and high school because I found it easy. My brain sort of writes a lot of what, and I don't think that's like I don't believe that I. How to phrase without sounding like a dick? I think I've gotten better as a writer over time by writing a lot, but I think that it is mostly, uh, at least early on, luck that I'm able to write. You know, I think about what I want to say and I sort of write it in my head and then I put it down on paper and I can do that fast. Where my wife can go to a town one time and look at a map and then she knows how to get everywhere and I can't do that. And I've lived here for you know five years, just a
1: particular way your jigsaw brain. Exactly. Together,
0: right. Yeah. But so I just I, so t- the long winded answer to your question is with Macworld uh, writing professionally is easy because I'm generally speaking writing stuff that's fun for me to
1: write. Were you excited? Like so you were driven to write for Macworld because you really enjoyed the process of writing or, or what?
0: I was a regular Macworld subscriber, mm-hmm. and I liked that. And then I would be especially after I started freelancing, but even before then, I would be jealous of you know I, when I was freelancing, I worked with Dan Moore a lot, mm-hmm. and. You know, I had a day job, but I worked from home for my day job. So I could, you know, if a news story came up and Macworld needed coverage, I could do it because my day job didn't care because I got my day job work done and Macworld appreciated because they wanted news written quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, you know, there'd be days where it's like, I don't know, Snow Leopard comes out. Um my timing might be off. It might have been lying, I don't know. But so, you know, the the new OS comes out or, you know, a new iPhone comes out. And everybody at Macworld gets paid to play with this shit. Now, many you know, I think many of our listeners are sort of plugged into that world and they can start doing all that stuff. You know, they get it right away and whatever. But I had a job. I could not get paid to sit around playing with a new OS. I couldn't necessarily <laughs> install it the minute it came out and I couldn't, you know. I couldn't necessarily read the live blogs of the keynotes as they were happening because I had shit to do or meetings to be in. And so for me getting to see all that stuff live and then getting paid to dick around with mountain lion or, you know, to, to go grab an iPad mini and check it out is very cool for me. So it was, it was being able to do the sort of things that I really, you know, being able to write, which I really enjoy and being able to do it by focusing on stuff that I really care about and would be interested in anyway was, uh, an easy win for me. Anytime a,
2: you can take something you like doing and get paid to do it, that's a win.
1: So, do you have a similar sort of uh, experience, Dave? Where you tell us about your design stuff or like <laughs> something that you've gotten into? You've you've come back to I, after dropping it.
2: I luck into just about everything, and hmm. that's worked out okay so far. Uh, hopefully, it continues to work out. When when I wanted to start doing design work, I just kind of did it, and mm-hmm. I knew some people, and they were kind enough to teach me some things and help me along the way. And I didn't have to go to school for this. I didn't have to uh, spend years as a print designer or a web designer. I just kind of started doing what I wanted to do, and and hopefully along the way, I developed some proficiency.
1: Had you always uh, been uh, sort of visually oriented, if, if that's a fair way to describe you?
2: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. I'm bad at math the way I would say it. Like, I, I can yeah. deal with words. I can deal with colors. I can deal with sounds. But numbers, I'm terrible with.
1: Same here, but I'm, I'm a programmer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: for, for me, it was like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a comic book artist.
1: I, the same and thing. And so I would sit exactly. there and
2: I would draw pictures all day. And mm-hmm. then uh, I think I was 13. I got my first guitar for my 13th birthday. And I decided that I would much rather play music. And I focused on doing that. And then uh, I was about 18... Or 19 when I decided that I wanted to like really go after that mm-hmm. and and I was in bands and played shows and put out a record and then I was in a relationship for a while and all that stuff sort of fell by the wayside and only just recently have I started I mean I've been writing and, and playing just by myself for forever but you do a lot of playing by yourself there Dave yeah
1: a lot <laughs> <laughs>
2: you made it sad somehow <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going for
1: but yeah, so this, so your airplane mode thing is this is you getting back yeah. to doing what you wanted to do after taking a bit of a break.
2: Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, I always knew that I wanted to come back to music. Music has always been my first love, but I, I, I'd come to the decision after doing like a round of conferences and, and, and doing this show, uh, I've sort of taken the approach of maybe it's more interesting just to be, you don't, it's that fake it till you make it thing of you just get up and you talk about how great you are and people will believe you, um, and that, that works until you get you get to the point where you've actually done some stuff and you just sound like an asshole when you do those things. And nobody ever told me that. <laughs> uh, and what I found over the last, I don't know, six months or so, is that if I just throw all that aside and try to be honest and tell stories and and just you know, humanize a little bit, I, I get a much better reaction. And I think it makes for much better stories and it's, it's a much more compelling narrative. So I'm trying to do the same thing with music where instead of just like putting songs out there and trying to play a rock star... Uh, I'm I'm being naked about the process, like posting songs on the internet and telling the story of where that song came from, even if it is incredibly embarrassing or deeply personal.
1: So long as you're naked,
2: I'm okay with it. Yeah, just being uh, naked in public—that's that's what it's all about.
0: It's funny, you know, I I. I want to get back into music. I, I can't at all say that I'm a talented musician on the level of, of Dave. And I think anybody who goes to airplane mode hears that he really knows what he's doing. I never took any instrument lessons really or anything. And I'm sort of self taught on the keyboard. And I, before I had kids, I would make songs constantly, record songs, write and record songs all the time. And after I had kids, that slowed to a trickle. I was making a kids album with one of my uh, daughters using GarageBand on the iPad as our exclusive instrument. And she was really into that. <laughs>
2: That's cool. That sounds great, actually. I'd love to yeah. hear that.
0: I, I'll share you the, I mean, she was the idea person. She came up with the concept for the song was, and then I would
1: write and record it. That's awesome. Um, that is a really cool thing to do with you kids, I think. Yeah, That's a you know, TED Talk waiting to happen.
0: And so, but what I what I feel bad about is, you know, I it just, it takes a lot of time. And so I stopped, like yeah. actually writing and recording the song takes a lot of time. And it's, you got to, the thing that gets me, and it's funny, I, I was thinking that maybe one day this would be a magazine piece, but it's like, I, I have so many things I want to do and so many things I enjoy doing. And I have a very difficult time figuring out which free time activity to prioritize. You no, know, I'm, I'm a TV fan. I want to watch TV. Mm-hmm. I want to read stuff on my Kindle. I want to read stuff in my Instapaper queue. I want to make music. I want to watch
1: a fucking movie, maybe? Right. I want to watch a <laughs> movie. I want
0: to play with my kids. And it's like, you know, when you have to pick and choose, I find that very difficult. And I just sort of get paralyzed sometimes by the, the numerous choices I have of things that I would enjoy doing. Like I haven't played my Wii in three months, but I love my Wii. And uh, I mean, that's very clearly like, really, nobody's going to touch, touch the definition of a first. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to touch first, the Wii. Nobody's no. going to touch my Wii, but it's the definition of a first world problem, I guess. But it's um, it's just it's. I do find it stressful. There's so many fun things I want to do, and I don't know which thing to pick.
1: You know, it's funny that it's 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 ending up being like a like a Merlin Man esque sort of discussion on that side <laughs> where everything's important and you want to do everything, and you, you just got to really sort of figure out what it is you actually really want to be doing.
2: Yeah, and uh, for, for me, at least, it was uh, part of it was just going freelance and having a little bit more flexibility and freedom in how I schedule mm-hmm. my time.
0: Are you telling me to quit my job? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm telling you to stay hungry.
1: No, it's funny because you'll actually get fired after talking about this all the time, <laughs> so that won't be a problem.
0: So, I mean, the, I mean, so so Dave got... I got it back into writing, and Dave got back into music. Guy, there must be something that you have also
2: gotten back into that you love. You used to. You said you drew comics, too, or you wanted to draw comics, too.
1: Yeah, I, so... When I was young, you're still young guy. When I was younger, I'm actually not as pretty as I used to be. I, I cracked my face open. I got like a massive scar on my nose right now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, I'm sure the listeners want to hear that too. Um, <laughs> when I was, <laughs> you wouldn't I, be the first. Exactly. When I was younger, uh, I used to draw I was like pretty into comic books. This is like the late '80s to the early to mid '90s kind of thing. I used to draw, like, incessantly, I used to love drawing. I used to have this book called uh, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. Do you remember that, Dave? Maybe you saw yeah, that. Yeah,
2: I think I had that.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. It was, it's just a great general way to um, teach drawing, except it's all with Marvel characters and it's done by um artists who worked at Marvel at the time. <laughs> anyway, it was great. So I I just I love that. I just, I love drawing and I really got into comics Um, and I got in at a good time like the the mid- to late 80s has a lot of interesting work going on like um, all of the stuff that you see now all of the Batman stuff all of the um, uh, what's it called Uh, sort of the darker less superhuman and more sort of humanistic approach to to these characters sort of comes from that time period Um, like Watchmen and all of that kind of stuff and then around 92 stuff starts going south where everybody's packing a gun and just killing people all the time It's like, (laughs) like it goes from Accepting that Batman can be a bit of it, or whatever character it is, can be a bit of an anti hero, to well, every character is just an anti hero and they're just going to kill people all the time. And so, but it's during that sort of gradation that I, that I was a big fan. And I worked at a comic book store and uh, had a lot of fun with that. But it totally, I so I soured in like 92 kind of thing. That's when I graduated high school here, with the, the, the graduation ages are different than than the states. Gotcha. Um,
2: What's the conversion rate?
1: Well, one year of our schooling is worth 10 years of your schooling. (laughs) (laughs) So you could do the math, but you can't. (laughs) So, yeah. So I, I mean, I left high school. I stopped working at the shop I was working at. Uh, Things weren't, there was nothing compelling. Like The the content was no longer compelling because it was all just this angsty, angry stuff. So is that I around the time
2: that they started killing Superman and breaking Batman and all that other crap?
1: Yeah, this is like a year or so before that kind of stuff. But yeah, about, okay. about that kind of time. It's when they start like when McFarlane, Todd McFarlane started Image Comics around that kind of time. Todd McFarlane. Okay, is yeah, that's, a, is that's a roughly
2: a when I got into comics.
1: Famous artist. Yeah, I could see that because you're a little bit younger than I am. I'm sorry, dude. You you missed the good years. <laughs> There's still back issues. That was all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I got out of that then. Um, cause it, I just didn't find it compelling anymore, but recently, um, I don't know. I don't know what brought it up again. Just maybe the, the resurgence of sort of superhero movies, like people, my age, maybe a little bit older now are directing superhero movies, basing them uh, in many ways on many of the stories that I re- read when I was younger so it's kind of like the nerds that that i or my my contemporary nerds are now sort of um retelling the stories of their of their youth using some of the same characters so i got sort of more into it and just started checking out more comics again and uh so far i've been enjoying it you've got to take it with a grain of salt because a lot of it is just super goofy <laughs> it's like incredibly super goofy but once you oh, get yeah. over that there's some st- good stuff there. Yeah.
2: You know, it's funny you mentioned yeah. the, the superhero movie thing. Cause I remember ages and ages ago, early nineties, there was this, this running thing in wizard magazine where they would keep posting like production stills of the fantastic four movie.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: And then it was never released. Yeah. apparently it was just so bad. And, and uh, I heard later that the only reason they made the movie was so they could keep the rights. They had to do something with it. So they, they had to make yeah. a movie knowing that it would never be released.
1: Yeah. Spider-Man and has was, that same deal. Sony only keeps yeah, the Spider-Man yeah. character. If they put one out every five something years or something like that. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And so it's funny now to, to see all of these giant budget. Like you look at the Avengers when I was a kid, the idea of somebody making a movie like that was just unfathomable. Nobody I, would ever spend the money and actually make a movie for super about superheroes that was that big and that good.
1: I still think it's a stupid idea, <laughs> but I enjoyed it <laughs> a lot. <Okay. laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I, I think I like that. I mean, certainly I like the Better Than Transformers, which was, what, based on a TV show designed to sell toys. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, just garbage. At least these characters have some sort of motivation to them, I guess
2: and in a mythology and i think yeah. that, that what's really working for for the new movies for for all the like the marvel stuff is that the mythology is not self-contained per movie there really right. is a sense of a bigger universe and and being like comic book nerd who grew up seeing this stuff it i can see how it doesn't make me want to run back to comics but i can see how it could remind you of what you loved about comics to begin with
1: right exactly so one thing I do love about comics, and not, and this is a very sort of high-level kind of thing, is that I think that there's a real art form in the telling of stories in sequential pictures. I think the pacing of the, of the pictures, the, the framing, um, the size of the frames, the arrangement, uh, how many pages in a book, the fact that when you turn a page, you see the left and the right-hand page, but you can have, when you the next page you turn can be a surprise. I think there's a lot of potential in the art form. I, I think a lot of it gets wasted on, you know, Superman and Batman and all of that garbage. People drawing giant boobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't need to see a cartoon picture of a woman with giant boobs. Everybody's got giant boobs. But I think the, the form itself is interesting and I think it's sort of underdeveloped. And I, I think it's probably been ghettoized and may never really be developed. Um, because I think, I think it's one of those interesting art forms that has a short lifespan in, like, let's say, about a hundred years. Because we're now eventually going to start moving onto video and computers and all that. So, classic comic book form is going to change. Um, and I, I really think it was an art form that was never fully developed or didn't meet its uh, potential. I should say. I don't read that. comic books. <laughs>
2: lex finally says something i i read
0: the simpsons comic books when i was a kid because i was obsessed with the simpsons and you talked about the draw how to draw the marvel way the only thing i know how to draw is simpsons characters i'm a terrible artist if i could change one (laughs) thing about myself i would be even handsomer but if i could change two things i would be a better drawer but the only thing i can draw is simpsons characters from that book
1: so why okay do you read uh the comic strips at all
0: um, he reads morbid do
1: like, 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 you know like in like something like uh, Penny Arcade. right
0: I yeah. used to read comic strips like in the Sunday comic paper or whatever, uh, but I haven't done that in a long time um and i uh i I really liked the far side <laughs> <Does that get>
2: <laughs> <up>? <laughs> I loved Garfield when I was a kid.
0: I don't have a very good reason for why I don't read comic books i th- I, I I sort of have this I don't like a lot of fantasy style content. This is why I don't like Harry Potter, for example, yeah, yeah. when your characters can get painted into a, a corner and then the solution is, oh, here's a magic ability that they have that you didn't know about before. You
1: know, it's Let's like,
2: introduce time travel and then never bring it up again, right. even though that would solve all of their problems for the rest of the series. One right. thing, I,
1: yeah, I can't stand fantasy novels and a lot of sci-fi novels. And I feel like
0: there's a lot of, I mean, I, I get that comics aren't fantasy in the same way, but it's...
1: Yeah, they, I don't know. They may as well be. I,
0: I I like superhero movies, the ones that I've seen at least. But I I find that the the ongoing week to week stories, it's, it, they strike me as like procedurals. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch a lot of procedural TV shows because mm-hmm. once you've seen a couple, you now know what they're all going to be.
2: Yeah. Uh, it was everything I had. Not to give a spit take. I was drink. I was taking a drink of water when you said of the movies that I've seen.
1: <laughs> are you are you a film buff? Would you say? Like do do you like? I, I love when You just can't be bothered I mean, watching the goofy stuff that you've missed,
0: right? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to catch up now, um, mostly because the internet has mocked me for you know not having seen. <laughs> well, now only two or three of the Indiana Jones movies, depending on how you're counting. And you Star left Wars, out the word dude. rightfully, dude. Um, you didn't
1: see Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Come on, it's yeah.
0: Well, worth, I've, I've worth now seen a uh, the first uh, Indiana Jones movie, which does not even have Indiana Jones in the title. No, nope. right. um, but I've seen that, and uh, you know I've seen four of six star wars so i'm I'm pretty much two-thirds of the way done with that already so we'll take care of it all we'll get it all done yeah. dave sent me like the 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 indiana jones trilogy sans <laughs> the shia labeouf version and so i'm
1: going through that sans what
0: the the one where he's in a nuclear refrigerator
1: that didn't happen dude
0: he's in a refrigerator to hide from a nuclear bomb I, blast or an atomic bomb blast i and do, you've seen the matrix yeah. right uh yes Okay. I only liked the first one. I did not like the other two. Yeah, that's correct. And I, I will say, I also, I didn't love the first
1: one. I merely liked it. You know what? I think if you'd seen it at the time in the cinema, it would have kind of blown your mind. Yeah. It, but no, that it, one, I, I saw that at the right yeah. time. Oh, like really? it, In the okay.
0: 90s and stuff, I was seeing movies. <laughs> now, you know, I always liked movies. But it was just that during my childhood, which was the 80s, uh, I did not pick what movies were watched. It was up to right. my parents to pick what movies were watched. And they didn't care for... Indiana Jones style movies, so I didn't watch them.
1: So what did you watch?
0: Porn. Yeah, mostly adult. No, I don't. Back to the Future, uh, I loved then and still yeah. love now. Um, That was it.